What is going on, you guys? Welcome back to this week's first full episode of the greatest podcast on turf. I'm Anthony. I'm Ryan. We got our week eight fantasy football start. I'm sitting here. Don't forget to like the video, subscribe to the channel if you guys are new here, and let's get into it. Stardom quarterbacks of the week. I'm going with Mr. Jared Goff against the Las Vegas Raiders. Jared Goff this season has been solid every single week, pretty much. I think he's uh, a QB five or eight right now. What a guy. What an absolute stud. Last week, it probably wasn't the best game for him because they got absolutely destroyed by the Ravens, and I do understand that. However, even though they only scored six points, he still hung up 10 fantasy points. However, other than that, pretty much every other week, he's been 20 points. Week one against Kansas City wasn't the greatest. The game against Green Bay wasn't the greatest, but four out of the seven weeks are solid, um, and one of those weeks was Baltimore. However, this week going up against Vegas, their defense isn't good. If we're being honest, and you know, if David Montgomery don't play, I feel like that that puts him over the edge even more. So when you got you know the goal line back now playing, a team that's pissed off. Jameer Gibbs is going to get the ball. They're going to pass it to him. Amara St. Brown's going to eat. Everybody's going to eat, and Jared Goff is going to have himself a solid day. You're going to get about 20 points from the guy this week and be pretty happy. QB seven, by the way. Excuse me. Hey, water. All right, um, my starting quarterback of the week, C.J. Stroud, playing up against Bryce Young, traveling to Carolina, number one overall pick versus number two overall pick. My QB1 versus the consensus QB1 of the draft last year. Now I know it's C.J. Stroud that's tough. There's no teams on by this week, so this guy isn't pro- – he's probably not in the upper echelons of starts. But if you got, like, a Dak Prescott this week, a Geno Smith this week, even, like – a Brock Purdy, if you're hanging on to him. It's um, not... I mean, you may want to look to start C.J. Stroud over him. C.J. Stroud has four top 12 finishes in fantasy football in six games. He played the one week he finishes QB 22 against Baltimore, and he finished against QB 17 against Atlanta, who's got a pretty solid defense. But, and I know Carolina's defense has been solid at times this year, but you got a Texans team... That's coming off a bye. You got number one versus number two overall picks. Who's the better quarterback? The Houston Texans are getting healthy on the O-line. Their receiving room is back healthy. They got Tank Dell back this week. He's cleared the concussion protocol. You've got a Damian Pierce who hasn't been that good playing against a banged-up Carolina, banged-up, terrible Carolina run defense. All signs point to this being a C.J. Stroud masterclass game. I think he's going to ball out this week. I think he's got something to prove. And I just don't think that Carolina's defense is going to be able to really put up. I mean, yeah, they'll put up a fight. They do here and there. But I don't. I think C.J. Stroud and the Texans come out of this one on top. I would start C.J. Stroud this week over a couple guys, especially some of the guys we're going to tell you to sit. Who was your sit-em quarterback? J-Love. Gotcha. So... My Sidham quarterbacks, Anthony pretty much named every single one, so I figured I might as well too. Geno Smith versus the Browns, Stafford and Dak are playing each other. I would sit all three of them. Basically all for the same reason. It's a tough matchup for every single one. Um, the quarterbacks themselves haven't been the greatest this year. I understand that you know Stafford and Dak have been pretty they've, – they've all been like decent. They've all been around quarterback 10 every single week. I feel like if I looked up where they are right now – it's probably like quarterback 10, 13, and 15. 
But, you know, starting those guys, it's hard to start those guys when they're playing against a tough matchup, and that is why I'm sitting all three. Daily Fantasy, you will not see me putting one of these guys on my team. Uh, I would rather go with Jarek off than all three of these guys. So, you know, if you can pivot, definitely do that. Yeah, my cinema quarterback was Jordan Love of the Green Bay Packers. They're playing at home versus the Vikings. I don't know what got into the Vikings defense. I feel like, especially last week, arguably even the week before, but... Brian Flores... Yeah, and Jordan Love just really hasn't looked good. He had a really good he, week one. He finishes QB three, week three finishes QB six. But other than that, twelve against Detroit, sixteen twenty four. Jordan Love's just been very inconsistent. And if we see the Vikings defense, that's kind of balling out and playing good like we saw him play against the 49ers and if we come out here and see a Packers offense that isn't giving their best player Aaron Jones a lot of touches even though when they say he's healthy but he's still not practicing but we'll touch on that in a little bit I just think that there's a lot of other ways you could go this week than to start Jordan Love I know the matchup looks good I know the Vikings defense in theory sucks and they have sucked at times but I just feel as though there's a lot of safer, more there's a lot more safer options this week that you could start over Jordan Love. Jumping to the starter running back side, first group I'd like to mention is the Lions running backs versus the Raiders. I feel like you can start both of them if David Montgomery plays, and if David Montgomery doesn't play, you obviously start Jameer Gibbs. The reason being, this game, the game script itself, just screams Lions blowout. They're eight and a half point favorites, and I think they do that pretty easily. This Raiders defense isn't that great at all. So, if David Montgomery plays, I feel like it's a shoe in for him to get a touchdown. And if and Jameer Gibbs will also do decent. He probably won't get the touchdown, but he'll probably still get you know 14, 15 fantasy points. And if David Montgomery doesn't play, then Jameer Gibbs I think pops off. So, if David Montgomery doesn't play, Jameer Gibbs takes that much more forward and daily fantasy i am absolutely sending him out there however if david montgomery does play you can start them both in your you know yearly fantasy formats yeah no my first starting running back of the week a guy who i kind of name dropped earlier damian pierce of the texans the panthers are the second worst defense against the run this year texans o-line's getting healthier we've seen over the past few weeks damian Har- or damian pierce is seeing majority of the rushing attempts. It's the passing game where Devin Singletary is kind of stepping in. But, I mean, if there's a week for Damian Pierce to kind of solidify himself and take over as this team's primary running back in all facets of the game, it's this week against a very, very bad Panthers run defense. I think that the Texans' plan is going to be to come out, run the ball, get the play action going, set up some deep shots to tank Delos back and healthy. Noah Brown's also back and healthy. I think the Texans' offense is going to be firing on all cylinders this week against the Panthers. Start Damian Pierce. I know he's the RB31 right now, so it's, it's hard to start him. But his schedule coming up is looking promising outside of, I mean, they got, what, 10 games left, and there's four of them that are in the red. So he's got a promising schedule coming up, and I think this week is a good bounce back and get right game for Damian Pierce. My last starting running back, it is Gus Edwards going up against the Arizona Cardinals. The reason being, one, it's a good game script. They should roll him, and if they do, Gus Edwards is going to get the ball a lot. Second being, there's rumors of the Ravens being interested in Derrick Henry, and I know that they're just rumors, but I I think it plays plays somewhat of a, a part. I think that these guys hear these rumors and 
Gus Edwards kind of knows if Derrick Henry comes there, his job is basically eliminated. Because well, yeah, that, yeah. Why would you have two Derrick Henrys, essentially? I know he's not Derrick Henry, but... I, I Yeah, I understand. Uh, so I think, you know, he's going to build off of what happened last week against Detroit, where he popped off. Somehow he had an 80-yard catch and got caught. I didn't see the play, if I'm being honest. Um, he got <laughs> <laughs> he got hawked. <laughs> and I had a boy, Gus. And I feel like we can get similar things against Arizona. So go ahead and fire up Gus Edwards this week. Also fire up Isaiah Pacheco. We love Isaiah Pacheco. We absolutely love Isaiah Pacheco. Since week two, Isaiah Pacheco's finished as the RB 11, 7, 13, 14, 13. Two weeks ago against Denver, he finishes the RB14, 16 carries, 62 yards, and caught all six of his targets for 36 yards. Chiefs have been using him as the primary running back. I know the first two weeks it was rough because we were seeing Jarek McKinnon, we were seeing Clyde Edwards-Hilaire for whatever reason. But Isaiah Pacheco has taken over as his team's role. The Broncos are very, very bad against the run this year. I know they held him to 62 yards last time they played, but he was involved in the passing game too. Again, I think he scores this week. I think he gets in the end zone, and I think he has. I think he has a very dominant performance versus the Denver Broncos this week. Fire up Isaiah Pacheco on all platforms, daily fantasy and all. Jumping over to the sit'em side, my first sit'em running back this week, and this is, you know, just a weekly thing. I feel like uh, it's Javante Williams going up against Kansas City. The reasons being, this feels like a blowout in my opinion. I don't personally think that Denver hangs on too tight. I feel like Chiefs go out and get ahead early and often, and then Denver puts up some charity points in the end, and, you know, it's probably a 28 to 35 to 17 type of football game. And I don't think Javante Williams is a big benefit of that. There's a running back committee here a little bit, and the game script isn't there, so... Sid Javante Williams this week. I didn't. Did you know Najee was two forty two? Yeah, I knew he was big. I didn't know he was that fucking big. Damn. Speaking of Gus, real quick, he better not get caught by that guy. Oh my god. Um, uh, real quick, I'll kick the dog real quick. Don't start Amari Di Mercado this week. Two weeks ago, when James Conner got hurt, everybody picked him up off waivers. Then he got benched behind Keontae Ingram, and. Damian Williams. Then last week we saw him take over as the RB one. They're playing a Detroit offense. I mean, they're playing a Ravens offense that is very, very hot as of late, and it's negative game script. But also, I have two more. Sit Najee Harris this week. I know he's coming off his best game of the season so far: fifty-three rushing yards on fourteen attempts, and he scored a touchdown, which is what kind of made his week. But the Jags have been good against the run. Where they've struggled with running backs is the receiving backs. We just saw Alvin Kamara go nuclear against them last week. We've seen running backs in the passing game kind of have great weeks against the Jags throughout the season. And as you all know, Jalen Warren is the primary pass-catching running back. I know he had a good week. It was really touchdown dependent, though. Five, eight. Without the touchdown, he was finishing with nine points, and that's not RB12. He finished with 14 at the RB12 with a lot of good running backs on by last week because he scored a touchdown. Uh, do not start Najee Harris this week. If you're starting one, maybe Jalen Warren, but even then it's still risky. My final sit running back this week is Josh Jacobs going up against the Lions. 
It's probably more of a daily fantasy type of situation. Because if you have Josh Jacobs and your other guy is Daryl Henderson, you're, you're starting Josh Jacobs. Daryl Henderson's also a sit this week. But yeah. Josh Jacobs going against the Lions, this game just screams blowout to me. And I want no parts of any Raider. You have to start Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs. However, don't do it in daily fantasy. If they pop off, then I'm an asshole, I guess. But I just don't see how either of them can do good against the Lions. Yeah, another guy I don't see really doing all that good this week is Aaron Jones. I mean, he hurt his hamstring week one after finishing as the RB1. But other than that, I mean, we saw him back active against Denver last week, which should have been a really good game script. But he finished with only 11 touches, 50 yards to total for the two, only eight carries. And he didn't practice today. It's just Matt LaFleur is just playing it down, downplaying it to the media, saying he's just a little sore. And hopefully, and their goal is to get him more reps in practice throughout the rest of the week. But it's... It's a weird situation because depending on how your running back room is, it could be a Aaron Jones is your RB1 deal where it's kind of tough and you're dealing with like waiver guys. Who's also questionable. Yes, Aaron Jones is still very questionable. (laughs) And he hasn't really practiced much as of late, which doesn't help his case. So I would say Aaron Jones this week definitely don't fire him up in daily fantasy. He only played 23 snaps against the Broncos. I mean, it, 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 I mean, it helps his case that A.J. Dillon sucks. But it's a weird situation. Their best player is not healthy. And when they're playing him, they're not giving him touches. So until he can show that he's back fully healthy from the hamstring, which is a very big, tough injury for a running back, you can't really start Aaron Jones. Chris Stapps and Jason Tatum have 25 of 35 Celtics points right now. Nice. They're so back. <laughs> Love that. Uh, jumping over to the receiver side, the first guy I'd like to mention. I'll go with Christian Kirk going up against Pittsburgh. Like I mentioned before, I don't know when I said this, but I said this on the Best Bets video. Yeah, yeah. I think that the Jacksonville receivers all kind of eat against Pittsburgh, and I think if Zay Jones you know, misses again, you can fire Christian Kirk pretty confidently. The Pittsburgh cornerback room isn't the greatest they're inexperienced they're way too experienced to where they're not as athletic or they don't have game experience so you know there's there's an in-between there and i christian kirk has been the most consistent jaguar probably so far him and evan ingram pass catchers i would say because etn's been on another yeah, level yeah 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 uh, yeah um you know if, if calvin Ridley has his game this week sorry <laughs> <laughs> if he I mean, happens I'm sitting to him, have so his game due. this week, sorry. He's due. But I still feel like Christian Kirk is kind of almost guaranteed for 13, 14 points. Yeah. And he could get more. So go ahead and start him this week against Pittsburgh. I feel like it's a pretty decent matchup as long as the weather is fine. Yeah. Um. Now, what I'm about to say, I don't know if it applies for this caliber of a player but I would say start Michael Pittman Jr. this week. He's seen a lot of targets, but he only caught two passes last week, and he went in the media in an interview talking about, uh, I think he said something like, I guess I'm just not important to the offense. So like you like to say, in theory, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. That's the only exclamation you need. That is proven. The squeaky wheel gets the grease. 
Yep. Sorry, Josh Downs. Yep. My final <laughs> receiver stardom this week, it is Mr. Zay Flowers going up against the Arizona Cardinals. Arizona Cardinals defense isn't the best, and Zay Flowers has been, I'd say, pretty good this season. He's been very consistent. He's getting about seven, eight targets a game, sometimes double digits. And, I mean, the yards are there, 75, 50, 73, 50, 50, 60, 70. It's really just missing the touchdown. So if he happens to get a touchdown, it's even better. If not, he's still giving you a pretty decent fantasy day. Yeah. Uh, My final stardom receiver of the week, Terry McLaurin of the Washington Commanders. Um, Terry McLaurin is... He's been pretty consistent for the most part. He's had a couple bad weeks. But earlier in the season when they played in Philly, he had 18 points, hauled in eight of his 10 targets, went for 80 yards. In the receiving game, solid week. He's been kind of the same Terry McLaurin we're used to, all-reliable, seeing around double-digit targets a game, and he's going to produce. And I know we just saw the Eagles secondary kind of ball out against Miami. I don't know if that's what that's about. I think a lot of it helps from the Eagles defensive line getting a lot, generating a lot of pressure and kind of eliminating the run game. But again, we saw a few short weeks ago Terry McLaurin have a pretty good game. This guy's an Eagle killer. I think in four years he has six touchdowns against the Eagles with around over a thousand yards just against the Eagles in six years, and that's two games a year, whatever that math's up to. Guy is just consistently good when he's playing against the Eagles. Washington needs to start scraping together some wins. They hung around with Philly last time, so I think that you could start Terry McLaurin this week, and you'll be pretty happy with the results. Jumping over to the Sidham side, the first kind of group I'd like to mention is DK Metcalf slash the Seattle wide receivers against the Browns. I do understand that uh, the Colts receivers just had a lot of success against the Browns. At least Josh Downs did. I'm not... Pittman had, Pittman had two catches for like 80 yards and a touchdown. Okay, like so was... he had a pretty decent day. Also, with the, you know, the limited catches he got, I think that the Browns defense kind of gets back right a little bit. And I think that the Seattle receiving core is just so loaded to the point that it's starting to be hard to kind of predict. Um, DK is going to get his if he plays, but Lockett, we don't know if he's going to get his or not. Yeah. We don't know if JSN is going to get his or not. They could uh, they could switch. We don't know if you know Kenneth Walker is going to get all of his. Jonathan Taylor just had a get right game versus yeah. the Browns last week, so we don't know if Jake Bobo is going to take over. <laughs> so I would be pretty lean. I would kind of try to sit the Seattle wide receivers if you could against yeah. a pretty solid Browns defense. Yeah, and um, I have a sit-em receiver and a sit-em tight end this week. I'll keep him short and sweet. You're sitting DeAndre Hopkins. I know he's been one of them borderline starting sit guys. They're playing against the Falcons defense. It's been pretty solid against the pass all year. I know A.J. Terrell has been struggling a little bit this year. But you got rookie quarterback Will Levis coming in. I don't know what – we don't know what we're going to see. Mike Vrabel sounds, sounds like Will Levis is the starter, but we could see some Malik Willis as well. It's a weird situation with them, but I just don't think you can confidently start D-Hop this week against Atlanta unless you... I mean, no teams are on by this week. There's got to be guys out there, or especially on your team, that you can start over D-Hop this week. So sit him. My final sit him receiver is Nico Collins going up against Carolina. He's been on the list every week for the past, like, three or four. Hopefully only two, because I don't think I would have said sit him against Pittsburgh, but... Uh, Nico Collins, he wasn't even on last week. They had a bye. Uh, Nico Collins, Nico Collins against Carolina. 
Carolina is a pretty decent defense when it comes to passing touchdowns. I'm pretty sure they don't allow many passing touchdowns at all. Until this week. Until this week, until Nico Collins has four. Um, but Nico Collins, his production has kind of been like hot, hot and cold, if that makes sense. I don't really love that for a fantasy purpose. Really, he has you know three games where he has a good amount of targets. He has two games where he really lit up the scorecard in fantasy purposes. So I'd, I just don't think that the risk is there. Obviously, you know, there's decisions here with Nico Collins because he's probably still around receiver 20 to 25 this week. And, I mean, that's still pretty solid. Uh, However, I wouldn't be putting him on any daily fantasy teams. And if you have him in season-long leagues, uh, feel free to ask us our opinion. Yeah. And then to wrap it up, this guy's a guy we talked about on our waiver short form earlier in the week. This is a guy you might have picked up on waivers for tonight's game. It is Dalton Kincaid versus the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers are only allowing an average of 7.9 fantasy points per game to tight ends. It's simple as that. Their their linebackers are good. Their safeties are good. They play well against the tight ends. And I don't think they're going to let Dalton Kincaid get involved this week. So, yeah, that's going to wrap this one up. Be sure to let us know any questions you guys may have for Stardom Sidham. Be sure to check out our TikTok. It's a lot easier to... A lot of more people comment on there than our YouTube videos. Thank you guys for watching and listening, and we'll see you guys next time. See you. Peace.